Hello. What's up? My name is Justin. Hey, I'm Chris. And this is the Bible Buffoons Podcast, episode 65. I almost said, hey, I'm Chris. <laughs> That would, that would have been confusing. That would have been very confusing. I Maybe said, not, hey, Chris. No, it would, I mean, for the listener, for people that know us, <laughs> but for our, our new one listener, yes. let's go ahead and hit it. It's time for a Bible Buffoon's Global Update. <laughs> Changed. A little, a little Christmas. That was Jingle Bells. Bing, 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 bing. There was Christmas music playing in our house this morning, so maybe that's why it's in my head. I'm not afraid of it. Anyways. We got Malaysia. So for our one listener in Malaysia, they don't know us yet. That's right. They don't know. We I don't want to get off Chris, to the wrong foot. And they'd be like, that, that, yeah, that might be him. I'm pretty sure the one listener is the prime minister of Malaysia. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what that's from, tweet, Instagram, text us, email us, write us a letter. I'll be impressed. You will? Sure. Okay. I don't feel like that movie was super popular. Uh, I think I didn't know what it was. Okay, see, there you go. But I think you told me right, right beforehand, I and I think that movie's very popular. Maybe, me and my wife like it a lot. It's a it's a funny movie. That's really stupid. <laughs> Those are the two keys, and that's all you get. That's a it's a funny movie, and it came out probably in like oh two. Yeah, early two thousand. Right for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Got our coffee. Guys, we don't know what's going on. It is 85 degrees outside. It's Hard blazing hot. We have to put a fan. If you hear this fan, it's because my office is a sauna. It's a hot box. It, it, it's the weirdest AC unit. And my office is freezing all well, the time. Well, we're on two different yeah. deals. Mine may be the broken one. I don't know. Right, anyways. Uh, well, hey, we hope that you guys um, are having a great fall. Today's Veterans Day. No, it's today. No, tomorrow's Veterans Day. Yeah, but when you listen to this, yeah, it comes to, out. Today's Veterans today Day. Today is <laughs> today. Thursday is the Veterans Day. Um, kids out of school. Kids, yeah, yay. Um, my parents, veterans. My parents were in the army. Did uh, they meet in the army? Yeah. Nice. Germany. Germany. They were in the American army. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but they were stationed in Munich, München. Yeah, they're stationed over there. Uh, but I think on Veterans Day, I think my mom usually always tried to go. I think like Chili's or <laughs> Applebee's or somewhere each. where they're like, "Hey, you get to eat free." She's yeah. like, "Great." Yeah, it's like, man, I should try. That. No, that's you can't do that. No, but for me being a You're... a child, I do get a lot of benefit. Like I could get some benefits. Do you? Yeah, I mean, you can get like that USAA bank and stuff, and you can get different rates and different things just being a child of. Um, service members USAA new sponsor to the podcast Jack that Jack will say that like if you if, if you watch a football game yeah that commercial's on all the time and Jack will say it all the time which that doesn't make any sense to me because you have to be like either in the military or like the child of someone yes. in the military to even use their they spend a lot of money on advertising to reach a but, very specific but group they of like people. could be reaching me who i'm like what i could have that yeah i mean i i'm not changing my <laughs> stuff I, i'd have to find like 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 
I got a new iPhone a few weeks ago, and I and one of the reasons why I didn't get it when I could, like it's been a year or two since I can get a new one, is because like, man, I got to go through and do all my passwords again. If I got to change a bank, like that's no, like that seems way too hard. Yeah, not well, worth it. It's not worth it at all. Yeah, it's not worth it at all. Well, now you know. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, we just got done our fall retreat with our teens this last week, which we did these. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did the series love like that. Um, I'm going to be, I'm going to be bold Oh, little, and, little and, preview. <laughs> and honest with you guys. This is my least favorite part. This is my least favorite talk to give, mm. but as I went over it, I w- it just wasn't my favorite, Yeah. but I thought, man, this might be a really good conversation. Yeah. Um, and so. Uh, I'm excited for this. I hope it is. I'm excited for this. Anything new with your family? Your oldest had a school yeah. performance. What do they call it? Yeah, like a little uh, Veterans Day program. Program, That's program, what you call program is what I meant. This morning, uh, parents are still not really doing much in the school, so it yeah. was live streamed, and there you, you can barely see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like on a Google Meet thing. Do you remember? A program you were in? Mm-hmm. You do? Mm-hmm. Like in the, like the elementary? I remember a kindergarten program, and I was a B. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I And I my friend, Adam Gillum. Was a flower? That's no, weird. He, could, That's... he could read, oh. like, coming into kindergarten. He was one So he was like a dog, and he was the narrator of he, the whole thing. Because he, he was the like the thing. only kid he had who to do could the whole read. Entire thing. <laughs> All the rest of us were just dum-dums and just like, I'm a bee. In, in, my, in my brain, I think I remember, like, walking up and, like, being in the crowd and yeah. being like, ah. Eh. But in second grade, we did a Christmas one. Ooh. And our teachers went crazy. Like, we had a bunch of songs and whatnot. <laughs> and we dressed up like other people. There was one of the girls dressed up like Dolly Parton. And Great like, choice. And read something. Me and Daniel Spradling. Shout out Daniel Spradling if you listen to this. I, I, I haven't talked to you since maybe sixth grade. Maybe since 96. <laughs> uh, probably 95. Probably yeah. fifth grade. But uh, we were crisscross. Oh, no. Did yes. you make them jump? Chris, Chris Kringle make you jump, jump. Nice. And we got did to you like, write that yourself, or did no, the teachers write some it? teacher? But we got to like dance. We had to dress our pants on backwards, yes. and we just did the dance. Nice. And it was fun. Mm-hmm. So second grade, I was crisscross. Nice. Chris Chris Kringle make you jump, jump. Uh, that's one that I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I was probably like a, a like a Dalmatian one time, or a bear. Yeah. Or so, you know how they just do that and. You get to make your own costumes. Yeah. But I, I thought it was the coolest that I got to be crisscross. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I, that was... That, that was, was like the height of coolness in 1995. That's 92. Oh, yeah. That was 92 when that Even happened. better. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, no, that's wrong. Maybe not second grade. Maybe it was like fourth or fifth grade. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways. I had the, had the cassette of crisscross. I had the crisscross cassette. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, what, what what was the other big song? Do you remember? I do not. Only one I remember is "Crisscross Will Make You Jump." I missed the bus. Uh, <laughs> something that I'll never do again. I missed the bus. <laughs> oh, I know what I'm listening to on Spotify after this, and then Millie Vanilli right after "Crisscross." I never got into them. Another dynamic duo. 
frauds. Yes. Frauds of that. Um, now the listeners are like, oh, y'all are old. Either old or young. <laughs> or listen to going like, oh, you were in fifth grade in 95? Like, yeah. I was married with kids. Mm-hmm. It's the way it works, guys. It'd be like that. That's just time. Yes. And ages. Um, all right. So this one that we have going on today, um, we're in the Love Like That series. Um, I think we have one more after this one. Mm-hmm. I think next week is we have one more. Uh, but this one is the topic of being bold. B-O-L-D. I thought you were going to start cheering. <laughs> start jumping up. Uh, being bold. If you want to love like Jesus, if you want to um, have an impact and do that, then you have to be bold. Um, one of the things that I think about that I shared with the teens that was in the book was, um, do you remember the story, the emperor's new clothes? Yeah. Right. So like I have a slide of it. It took me a long time to find an appropriate slide yeah, that's to a, show that's to teenagers of that. Sketchy, yeah. It's a little sketchy. He's naked, but it's okay. It's a weird drawing. So you're kind of, <laughs> it's not, it's not overly realistic. No. Now I asked the kids, the teens, Hey, do y'all know who this or like this story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it like the Emperor's New Groove? Yeah, the llama. And I'm like, I no. think so. Yeah, I don't Similar, know. but different. Yeah. about This is an old, old story. So you have the story. If you know the Emperor's New um, Clothes, basically likes new clothes. And I'm paraphrasing. I haven't read this story in forever. I'm just kind of going off what I remember and what this book told me. Uh, but you have this Emperor, wants the new clothes. And they ha- had these people that came in that said, we make these fancy, nice, uh, 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 awesome awesome clothes and so they like pretended to sew and do all these things but there was no clothes yeah but they said like you have to be special to see them Mm. like you so if you don't see the clothes then you're not special right and so no one one wants to admit that that they're not special especially the emperor and he's like oh i love it so they act like they put the jacket on all this stuff and everyone's like uh, he's naked. No, it's special clothes. Oh, I see the special clothes now. So they had this parade and all these things, and apparently, like this little boy goes, he's naked. Like, hey, he doesn't have any clothes on. And they're like, the kid's not special. He's like, no, we all see it. Like he doesn't have any clothes on. Um, and I just love that boldness. Yeah. Um, and you have kids. Yes. Uh, we have established that on our sixty-five mm. episodes. But there's something about kids being bold. They don't care about nothing. Like, if you go somewhere and somebody is looking a little weird or different, you'd yeah. be like, hey. Stop it. Don't. Don't, don't say it. I understand. <laughs> but there, no, please don't. <laughs> please don't be that way. Um, but it's just boldness of just being like, that kid didn't care yeah. that everyone thought that he wasn't special. He's just like, no, I'm just going to point out the obvious here. Yeah. And there's a part there, right? And so there's a part where Jesus does this, where he is very, very bold and just saying like, hey. This is the way it is. Yeah. Um, and that got him in trouble. Mm. Ultimately led to his death. Uh, the boldness of his love and the boldness of his teaching and the boldness of his life yeah. really kind of led to that. And so as we kind of look into us, like where, where are areas that we lack in being bold? Mm. Where are the areas that we should be more bold? Um, and I didn't do this for the teens, but for us, th- this could go into like 15 other different categories. Right. Right. Um, into this right here. Um, Matthew 23. Um, I have some verses here and a lot of these verses that come from the book are, are in the message, which I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, especially just for my, especially just for my time. 
um, to read. I like to read it in the ESV is the Bible I have out now, but also in the message. It's my favorite, but Matthew 23, 23 and 24. And this is a Jesus talking. He says, you're hopeless. <laughs> you religion, scholars and Pharisees frauds. You keep meticulous account books, tithing on every nickel and dime you get, but on the meat of God's law, things like fairness and compassion and commitment, the absolute basics, you carelessly take it or leave it. Mm. So he's saying like, you Pharisees, you're frauds. Like you don't get it. And like to be bold, to tell the Pharisees that to their face, he like usually will say things in a, you know, like a parable or he'll kind of be like, you're like whitewashed tombs and like, yeah. okay, well those are pretty, but he, he here's saying like, <laughs> you're a fraud. Yeah. Like you don't get it. You're dumb. You don't understand this. Yeah. Like how can you not? And at some point he just became very bold in his language and also really in his actions as well. Um, in that too. Uh, one of my favorite v- verses uh, um, about the boldness of Jesus, which we, I don't know how we read this, um, but I'm just going to read it. John 2, starting at 13 and 14. When the Passover feast celebrated each spring by the Jews um, was about to take place, Jesus traveled up to Jerusalem. He found the temple teeming with people selling cattle and sheep and doves. The loan sharks were also there in full strength. 15 and 17 in John 2. Jesus put together a whip out of strips of leather and chased them out of the temple, stampeding the sheep and cattle, upending the tables of the loan charge, spilling coins left and right. He told the dove merchants, get your things out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a shopping mall, mm. which the shopping mall, this is the message version. Right. This is not in the original King James version. In the Stop shopping mall. Stop turning malls. my father's house into the Galleria. <laughs> <laughs> into the strip mall. Into the, that's funny. Um, but... We like sometimes I never knew how to take these, you know, this little story here. Yeah. Cause we see Jesus in a different light. Usually, usually when we see paintings of Jesus, mm. he's like this meek, weak, little hippie looking guy, hippie looking guy, like holding the lamb. Like, Oh, I'm just here hanging out. Yeah. Right. I think that Jesus was way more bold than we know. Yeah. And I think just his temper. Yes, he was loving. Yes, he was inviting. Yes, he was approachable. Yes, he was all these things. But he also stood up for what he believed in. Mm. And that made him really bold. Yeah. Um, and I remember kids um, being being younger, um, like our teenagers and stuff like that. If, if they got upset or mad or distant, I was like, hey, Jesus got mad. Yeah. Jesus flipped over tables. Like, yeah, well, don't take that. Don't like cherry pick that verse that way. Yeah. But like, what is the real uh, um, story here um, about Jesus? One of the cool things I like in this says that uh, he put together a whip out of strips of leather. Mm. In my head, Jesus walked up and grabbed. Got mad. Yeah. Grabbed a whip, flipped over to these things. He had to take time to literally, I've never made a whip. That's, that's not true. You made a whip. I have made a whip. What was the occasion? Um, trying to choose my words correctly. It was a uh, festival uh, in Middle Tennessee, in Mount like Juliet, like a Renaissance fair. It wasn't a Renaissance fair. It was like a Native American 
gathering type fair deal to celebrate them. I've been to something like that. Right? Yeah. And and my pop was like, we could, you know, make you a whip. And so you go there and it's like this thing and you have the strips and you braid it and it kind of twist it for you and you get to do a little thing. Yeah. You know, I mean like a little kid whip. Um, I, I don't think Jesus had those tools, but he literally had to sit there and like braid these strips of leather together. And he imagined being like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to get these he's guys. So like, mad. He's so mad. Like just yeah. keeps like stewing going, mm, this whip's going to work. Okay. All right, here we go. <laughs> um, but you know, just making these, uh, deals here. How did you take these verses when you were a kid or even now Did this ever stand out? We don't talk about this story of Jesus a lot. I know I don't in my everyday teaching and yeah. thinking I go to a lot of other ones. Yeah. I don't go to this one all the time. Yeah, it's a little bit of an outlier as far as, you know, like what we see of the character of Jesus. Uh-huh. But but in one way that's true, but in another way, this is like the climax of uh, an ongoing frustration with the religious elite of his day. So all throughout the Gospels, we see that Jesus is overwhelmingly kind and accommodating and culture breaking and society smashing towards outsiders, towards uh, women and diseased people and sinners and so on and so forth. And he reserves his harshest critique for the religious elite. Yes. The people who think that they've got it all together Uh and what they've done is burdened the everyday person with these unattainable laws and expectations. So... If you follow that trail, Jesus continues to show this un, unreasonable love and grace towards people who've never experienced it before. And the anger sort of continues to ramp up towards the Pharisees and the religious elite. And then like, this is close to his death. Yeah. You know, we're getting towards the end of his story here. And it's clear to me that seeing what is going on in the temple is just a breaking point for his (laughs) patience. Yes. You know, I think we see in scripture that God is extremely patient, but there's a limit. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I, yeah, that's a really good thing. He, to those that, um, don't know the grace, Mm. don't know the love. He, you know, just shows it more and more to people that really need it. Everyone needs love. Everyone needs grace, but he shows this towards, the people in the temple. Yeah. And so if we're to turn that around and again, we might should do this whole series on the church. Like <laughs> I don't think Jesus would act this way down at Walmart, down the street, right. but he would act this way here. Yeah. Being like, what are you doing? What we've talked about that before. It's like, what would Jesus flip over if he came into our church? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. What, what is it that we're doing that would now I did <laughs> now, now I did think about this this past month. We had our bake sale. Yeah. We're selling pecans. Mm-hmm. We're selling uh, mums. Yeah. But all those things are not for our game. Like all all the money is going to Rainbow Omega. It's That's, going to Agape. Yeah. It's going to our missionaries. Like we're trying to do things to raise money for for something else. But every time I walk in, I'm like, Jesus be flipping over some tables. <laughs> we're over here selling, yeah. you know, some pecans, and he's gonna get mad. I think. Uh, I know. I know you're tongue-in-cheek yes you know like people were exploiting everyday people in the temple yes taking advantage of them so people 
had to observe these religious customs. They had to have something to sacrifice. They had to have access to those things. And these people were taking advantage of them. I think, you know, generally what happens at our church and what happens in other churches is like, nobody's making any money off this. No, it's all, all going to it, 100% whatever. goes yeah. somewhere else. So. Right. I mean, and I mean, like the people at the bake sale, they're using their money. Yeah. It's a, to, yeah. to make the stuff to also so that sell. Money so that go, money yeah. can go somewhere else. Um, which, which I guess at the end, you know, stop, stop turning my father's house into a shopping mall. We're not over here. Yeah. Like, here's shirts, here's this, here's doves and cheat. Like, no, it's um, we're doing it for that way. Tiny cups of bread and juice, <laughs> yeah, we have those, but <laughs> but I like how again, what would he turn over here? Like, where would he say, You are getting this mm. out of context? What are you doing? Yeah. Um, and he is the harshest towards the religious leaders, yeah, who say they're one way and mm. think they're this, but they are really not yeah um and there has to be times in our life where jesus took a stand Mm -hmm. like he like stood up and said hey this is not right i'm gonna go in the middle of all this one man versus a lot of people saying no Mm. this has to stop yeah and for us to love and sometimes you don't put that in a uh you don't put that in a category of love Mm. You'd put the grace and being open and being mindful and how can I give? You don't put being bold usually in the category of love. But if but if he truly loved the people in there and said, what you're doing is wrong and you need to change because of your heart and because of your actions yeah. and because of the salvation, then then I got to stop it. Yeah. And so for us, is there areas in our life that there are some injustices and some things going on that we just sit back, but to show true love would be to like interject and say no and to be bold about saying no to something or saying well, that's not right or this is the correct way or just whatever. Um, I think that's where we find that love is he's, he's not doing this because he's like, I don't like sheep. I don't like doves. I don't like these things. He's saying, no, this is the right way. Mm. This is the true way that needs to go on. So I have to be bold to show you the true way. Yeah. And do we do that in our lives? Mm. Uh, <laughs> so pretty much everything we talk about on our podcast has, has there are elements that I need to grow. You know, I'm always going to be growing and learning and, and every single person. But this one is the most, one of the most difficult aspects of being a follower of Jesus for me because of my personality. Uh. I desperately want people pleaser everybody to be happy yeah Yeah. and that is a recipe for uh inaction yeah inaction i I, I mean i mean but that's a way to be approachable that's a way to be loving i mean so there's pros and cons to that yeah for sure yeah i mean that's not always a negative when you say well you know i'm just a people pleaser we take that as a negative it's not always a negative but in this lane there, you know, there have been, uh, there have been times in my life where I've seen something that wasn't right and I didn't have the boldness or the courage to step up. Yeah. That is something that I continue to work on. Yeah. Uh, and probably will continue to work on, you know, for, <laughs> for my very whole life. Um, and I think that we're really good, you know, just put it in context of this story. Like those people probably didn't set out to, 
you know, run afoul of Jesus. You know, like they, you know, they I probably, didn't know he was coming. They probably convince themselves that they're doing a service, and sure, if they make a little money, good for them. But you know, like we're good at convincing ourselves that whatever we see that's wrong isn't as bad as we think it is. Yeah. And talking ourselves out of doing the bold, courageous things. That makes sense? Yes. Yeah. Like, and I, I that, that is really, um, something that I relate to. It's like, I can see something. My gut tells me it's wrong. The spirit within me tells me it's wrong. But then as I think about it and I well, think about how I could approach it, I talk, I talk myself yeah. out of anything. I, I <laughs> I'm could, being real, real with y'all right now. I could talk myself into a lot of things yeah, for sure, me and too. out of a lot of things yeah. as, as well. Well, uh, every time usually that I preach and teach and even this podcast, and I'm really glad you said this, like I, when I preach and teach, I just picture myself on the front row cause I need to hear it most. Yeah, for sure. We do this podcast. We like to have fun and we goof around, but like a lot of these things are like, I am imagining myself listening to this going, Justin, you need to hear this. Yeah. Right. And so, Please, listener, listeners, and listener in Malaysia, please yes. do Prime not minister <laughs> in Kuala Lumpur. Yes, of course. Um, that's where our listener was. Really? Um, yeah, that's, that's cool. That's that's where it is. Uh, please don't think that we're up on this high horse talking down. Yeah, we are talking to ourselves, mm. literally to ourselves. But <laughs> also, we're like, hey, we need to um, hear us as well. Well, and you know, just uh, one more point along this line, like how many aspects of love like that are we doing? Five? Yeah, we have one more. Uh-huh. So so there's these five unique aspects of, of the character and nature of Jesus. Mindful. Mindfulness, approachable, approachable graceful. Graceful, bold, bold, and self-giving. All right, so if you take those five things and you are a follower of Jesus chances are there's at least one that you're going to say, whoa, I'm not very good at that. Oh, for sure. Because we're talking about Jesus. <laughs> he, we're, we are not Jesus. He, yeah. he was man and he was God and he is the standard that we will never reach. Yeah. So like for me, this week is the one that I'm like, you know what? This is the one that I really need to, to put some prayer behind and some yeah. thought behind. But for you, it might have been approachable. Maybe you're not approachable. Like, yeah. don't, but don't feel bad about that. Like, all of us are going to have some aspect well, of the character of Jesus that we struggle living up to, and that's because he's Jesus. Well, you are jumping ahead to one of my <laughs> points that that we will get to here in a little bit. Well, let's just go into it now. I think to do this, uh, to live a bold life in in Christ. Um, we just have to be authentic and real Yeah. and to do this and to not feel bad about it. First, we have to be real with God about our lives. Yeah. Um, like, like what you, what you think you're hiding from God? <laughs> like he knows. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're not I've like, always, you know, and I've done it myself. Oh yeah. But it's the, if I don't du- say it's it, the dumbest thing. If I, if I don't say it, then yeah. it's not true. Yeah. Right. It's like, you know, going to the doctors where it's like, well, if I just don't go, if I don't go. Then if I'm I don't fine. like go to the dentist, I don't have cavities. <laughs> That's right. I mean, you can create your own reality. It's if great. I don't go to the dentist, I don't have cavities. I don't want to talk about my teeth hurt, but it's not because it's not because I have cavities. I don't know what it is. Um, no, I go to the dentist. I don't have any cavities. Uh, but but I have done that. Yeah. Right. And so if we don't say it, but it's not with God. He can't be like, well, if I don't say it in my prayers, I don't say it out loud, then he won't know. Yeah. Hey, buddy, he knows. Yeah. Like right. But you have to be real, and that's and that's part of growing in your relationship with God is 
being bold enough to out loud say it, mm. God, I need you in this aspect of my life. God, right. I'm yeah. not bold enough. I'm a coward in situations. I need help. I don't understand it. Please help me to do this. That that is a prayer that God wants to answer. Uh, he uh, and he wants you to oh, like. I feel like that is a big piece of. Um, that's a big brick of a wall coming down of a bear between yeah. us and him. When we can just say, God, I. I can't, I can't do, do this, this without yeah. you. There's a, that's a big chunk of the wall coming God's down. God's like, I know. I know. He's like, well, let, yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting on you to ask me. <laughs> yeah. And and he doesn't force us in those ways. He wants, it is that, um, you know, God gives us that choice. Yeah. And it is a free free life to live. And he's like, I'm not going to force you to do this. Yeah. I want you to come to me. And I'm ready. But he's standing yeah. there saying, come on, come on. Um, so you have to be bold and real with God about your life. Yeah. Um, and I think too, I think you need to be real with others. Yeah, for sure. That you need to be bold with others. And we talk about community and connection and living together. We are not made to be an island yeah. and to say, you got to do this alone. You do it with God and you do it with others. Yeah. And so if there's things, um, and I don't mean out here on a podcast for everybody, mm -hmm. right? Like, oh, well, you know, I said it to these people. <laughs> no, have those one, two, three. It may be a spouse, yeah. a, a friend, a minister, somebody at church, your small group, where you're like, hey, I can be real with them saying, I need help in this. Yeah. And then be real to be like, hey, can you pray that I'm more bold this week? Yeah. Um, they'd be like, yeah, I yeah. would love to. And then, and then, you know, hopefully that dialogue changes to them saying, Hey, I need help in this aspect. We yeah. pray for me. And then that's what community and walking with another and iron sharpens iron. And there's all those things we can talk about yeah. um, living together there in this. I, I would say you need one, two, three people, preferably not your spouse. Your spouse can be one of those, but you need, you need mm -hmm. at least another person who's not your spouse that you really could tell anything to. Yeah. And if you don't have that person, that's a tough place to be. And I think it's a tough place to get to because you're going to have to be bold enough mm. to initiate that conversation with somebody. Yeah. Like, hey, will you be this for me? Well, and you know what? Like, we've talked about this before. One of my favorite sayings, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. <laughs> if you wait until a crisis in your oh, life to yeah. try to develop meaningful relationships where people can share these burdens with you, you're, pro you're too late. You can't come in hot with somebody that you don't know and say, <laughs> you know, my marriage is falling apart. They're going to be like, Ooh, Ooh, I don't really know you that well, man. <laughs> like if, if times are good, if times are bad, you've got to be developing those relationships so that people can carry your burdens with you and be there for you when the stuff really hits the fan. Yeah. And with the good things like, Hey, yeah. we got this, we are really excited and you can, you know, share those highs and those lows yeah. and it can be one of those mid tier deals where it's like, Hey, we're good. Yeah. Just or that are like, along. Hey, I'm really just kind of, you know, there's something small. I'm just not great at this. Will you yeah. mind just help me out with my daily Bible? Like I'm not really good at doing that. Will you mind being like in kind of ability and grow yeah. that to them? It's like, Hey, my marriage, Hey, I'm losing my job. What can I do? You know? Yeah. And they kind of have those. Um, yeah. If you come in hot, like a level 10, it's going to be like, Ooh, Hey, what's your name again? Yeah. Right. I mean, some people are great and, yes. and we'll respond to that, but a lot of people are going to be like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know you. They're going to moonwalk out yeah. of that situation. <laughs> going to moonwalk and be like, exactly ah, right. I don't know um, to do that. So what, what are some, as we get, as we get into this, 
I think there's some areas that we need to f- shine light on on reasons why we don't do this. Yeah. Um, I think one is because we just have a fear of rejection. Yes, very human. Or two, we have fear, and then there's also a fear of rejection, right? There's a fear of just the unknown of like, what if I am that bold to my friend for 15 years? Yeah. And I approach him about something, about his life, about something that's going on. There's just the fear of like, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And then there's also the fear of rejection that like that friendship may end Mm -hmm. or I may lose my job. If I say, Hey, we're not doing this right. We are over cheating people. This is not ethical. We're not doing this. All right. Well, you're fired. Like I may lose job. I may lose this. I may lose respect. I may lose clout, may lose money. You know, there's all those things. Yeah. But I think that we have a fear of rejection in this. Yeah. I think tied in with that is the fear of the unknown. You know, like, yeah, I mean, there's a fear. Then you, and then it's like, we can list a bunch of things underneath just the fear where you are right now, whether that's in a difficult job situation or something's going on with a friend, like the status quo, you know, you know that if you don't say anything, you can continue on just like things are. And that's something that you know and understand. Whereas the flip side of that is if I do say something, I have no idea what's going to happen. And we get really uncomfortable when we can't plan out exactly what's going to happen, how it's going to go down. Yeah. And so that makes us hesitant to to do what even what we know is right. Yeah. Uh, in Luke six twenty six, again, this is in the message. It says, "There's trouble ahead when you live only for the approval of others, saying what flatters them, doing what indulges them. Popularity contests are are not." truth contest look how many scoundrel preachers were approved by your ancestors your task (laughs) is to be true not popular like oh okay right like being bold is scoundrel preachers scoundrel come on uh but it's that fear of like i don't want rejection because i want people to like me Mm. or you know i i don't want them to look negatively on me or or you know for me it would be if I approach somebody close that I know, I know that if they know me well enough, that finger is going to be back at me. Yeah. I do this, but what about yours? And it's yeah. like, okay, well, you have to be open and honest about that as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I think this has come up in every episode of this series, um, but having a misplaced identity is a big part of this. You know, in that passage in Luke, it's talking about popularity mm-hmm. um, versus truth. We seek popularity when we're insecure. Yeah, oh yeah. We we if we're placing our identity and how others view us in our possessions and our careers and our status, then I'm going to place the priority on maintaining all of those things over truth. But if my identity is in Christ, and that's a firm foundation in my mm-hmm. life i really believe that i'm valuable and i'm worthy because of who jesus says i am then i can do what's right regardless of the social costs because my identity is secure yeah does that make sense yeah i remember being in college and um you know i went to a small little school and then we went to um then i went to mtsu which is the biggest college in tennessee the biggest undergraduate college in tennessee yeah. 
It's like 27,000 people. It was massive, right? It's a big old school. Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro, <laughs> which is the ge the geographical center of Tennessee. Good to know. There's like a little statue there. It kind of looks like the Washington Monument, but it's yeah. like 10 Tiny. feet tall. <laughs> it's not as tall. There was always a deal there. I know I've said this on Tiny the podcast before. Oh, yeah. There was, there was always this rumor that said if you peed on the statue, then oh, you dear. would never leave Murfreesboro. And I was like, that's a pretty easy thing not to do. Yeah. Like, it's not like an accident. Like, what if you step on the crack? I was like, just, just, just don't, don't just, just don't pee on the statue. Just don't do it. It's weird. It's like, it's up to you whether you do or you don't. don't and that, do and then that little statue is like behind like a gas station and next to like <laughs> a apartment complex. Like yeah. no one knows it's there unless you like go no, and find unless it. you know yes. it's there. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Anyways, I remember going to that college and I'm from the small deal. Everyone looked the same, act the same, was really just kind of same. And then you yeah. go to this college. If you go to any college, you're going to find people where you're like, well, that guy's weird. Like, <laughs> yeah. why are they dressed that way? Why are they out there LARPing in the middle of the field? What are they doing out here? Sometimes you got to LARP. <laughs> why? And you start looking. And for me, it was me being very insecure, saying like, why are they weird and different? Yeah. Why don't they look like the rest of us? Yeah. And then when you get older, it's like, man, they were the most secure about who they, they were. They were confident. Yeah. They're confident saying, this is who I am. I don't care what yeah. you guys think. I don't care about else. And that's what I kind of think about that is yeah. once you are confident in your... Uh, uh, value and position with Christ being a little bit different and bold yeah. is not uh, earth like shattering. It doesn't make you, yeah. If it like goes wrong, it's not going to crumble you. You're like, well, that situation didn't go like I planned, but yeah. that doesn't change. I still know who I am. It doesn't change yeah. who I am. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, uh, this might shout be. out to the LARPers out there. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not hating. I kind of want to do it now. This might be an interesting conversation at some other point, but, and I'm Tim, make notes. curious what, what your opinion and others opinion might be, but I don't think that identity component of being a Christian is an instantaneous one. No, I think it's a maturing thing. Oh yeah. The it's deep, not like you're the, baptized and you're like, no, yeah, I have it. I, yeah. Right. Mm -mm. So if you, if you're struggling with that identity, like, that's it's okay. Dig into that, you know, you know, study that, pray about that. And I think that that, you know, the Bible talks so much about maturing and growing and being a healthy kind of living thing. I think one of the evidences of that is, is that rootedness of your identity growing and becoming more firm as you, as you deepen your relationship with Jesus. Uh, Yes. And I think also the more that you live it out, right. that only strengthens that as well. So yeah. not just like reading going, I know I have worth, I know I have value mm -hmm. and every day. That's like good to have that backup, but you don't know who you are until you do it until yeah. you're out in the world. And so, you know, Hey, I've had other situations that didn't go like I thought would, but man, that hasn't changed me. It's okay. Yeah. And so that just builds up, you know, like who you are. Right. Um, so kind of live in that way as well. Um, I think another one, when we talk about being bold in this, uh, there's fear of rejection, there's fear of um, all these things. I think also we we don't want to be that weird or awkward person. Yeah. And having bold, very bold conversations is probably going to be an awkward conversation. We talked about like moonwalking out of the situation, mm. like, uh, <laughs> right. I don't know how to handle this. Yeah. But being awkward is okay. Yeah. Having real awkward conversations with people and being bold with your faith of like, Hey man, we shouldn't make those jokes. Hey man, you shouldn't say, Hey, we shouldn't, Hey, this isn't the way we should doing that. It, 
it is going to be awkward in the air. Yeah. There's no way around it. Yeah. Because it's going to put them off and you're going to be like, I don't know what's going on. And that's okay. Yeah. When did we decide that like stuff being awkward was like the worst? I feel like in it, like sixth grade. I feel like <laughs> in the Southern Middle school, in the Southern culture, like we're so nice, nice. Yeah. And just interested in keeping everything just real clean and, and straightforward as it relates to relationships that that really hinders being willing to get a little awkward, you know, to be bold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, like if you see people, yeah, that, that's, that's weird. I could think of going to some friend's house and like hearing their parents argue. Yeah. And you're like, your parents get divorced today? Yeah. Like, no. Like it's fine. They have a conversation. It just happens to be a little more arguing. They're going to, but it's like, to me, that's awkward. Yeah. Like, well, that's a negative interaction between the two of them. I don't want to have that ever. Yeah. And they're like, no, we have to have awkward conversations in life. We're going to have those. Yeah. But for us, we're like, no, 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 no. We're just going to be let's, quiet. Let's keep it clean. Let's just keep it clean. You go to your sides of the house. We're going to be chill. Yeah. That's it. But having awkward conversations and being awkward is okay. That's funny. I, I can relate to like that exact feeling. Like, <laughs> oh, I need to get out of here. Oh, I don't want to be a part of this. Uh, because living your life for Christ is called us to be awkward. We are called to be aliens. We yeah. are called to be different. Like, yeah, that's right. To look different means to be a little bit awkward. We're not going to talk and be and do the same things as everybody else. Um, and embracing the awkwardness and in your life, in your relationships yeah. to even say like, Hey, I, it'd be, be, it would be very awkward for, for you to go to somebody at church and say, we pray for me about this very specific yeah. thing. And they're like, Oh, what? Especially as a minister. Yeah. They'll be like, Oh, you need prayers about that? Like, yeah, yeah, we all do. Hey, let's, let's change this around. Like awkward has a negative connotation to yeah. it. All you're saying is authentic. Yes. Be real. Yeah, that's that's a hundred percent what it is. Just we're supposed to be real, <laughs> and very few of us are. Yeah, me and you included. Like, yeah. because of social expectation or whatever, like it's hard to just be real for real. Yeah, but that's what we're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And that may feel awkward, but what you're feeling as awkward is just authentic. It's just actually living your life out in front of people mm -hmm. in a real way. Yeah, and that's bold. That's bold, baby. Spicy, <laughs> bold and spicy. That's bold and spicy live in that way. Well, um, yeah, there's a whole lot more in that book that kind of just hit on this, but I like these parts, um, these little topics. And that was a, that's a good conversation. I, again, I didn't, this is my least favorite to talk about yeah. with the teens. Cause I didn't feel it. It wasn't really fun. Yeah. Right. Like it wasn't like a fun fall retreat. Let's talk, but I yeah. knew it'd be a, a very good conversation that needed to be had. Um, and in this, and well, so I hope we lived up to it. I hope we were bold. I guess so. Uh, in that, never know. as much as we can be uh, <laughs> on a podcast. But thank you guys for listening. If you have any thoughts on this, any ideas, anything that you really like, any other, I mean, so we only have, uh, well, there's a lot of bold things in the Bible with a Jesus, but you go back to the Old Testament, mm. there's a lot of bold living. Look at Ezekiel. There's, look, look at all of it. Yeah. Right? There's a lot of bold living um, in the Old Testament with the stories there. Well, Hey, we hope that you guys have a great veterans day. Yes. Um, go out there, hug your favorite veteran, hug your favorite veteran. 
um, that you have if, contact with. Don't, if they're okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Don't go to a random person um, and do that. Um, that's bold. That would be bold. It may not be what we're talking about. Uh, but have a good Veterans Day. Have a good weekend. Uh, and we'll catch you all next week with our final one. And it's self-giving, which there you is going to be a fun one as well. Self-giving for Thanksgiving. Oh, <laughs> there we go. All right, friends. Take care. We'll catch you. Bye.